Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks. My name is Mike Jay. I'm the Director of Special Projects here at SCRS, and the SCRS Talk Series allows our global impact partners to take a few minutes to uh, let us know who they are and to address issues of industry concern. In this installment, we're going to have Dave Billiter, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Deep Lens, answer a few questions about precision medicine and oncology trials. Uh, before we get started, let's uh, Dave say hello, and um, and then I'll read our introduction. So let everybody know who you are. Say uh, hi, Dave. Hey, hello. Thank you very All much right. for uh, hosting me today. Yeah, you're welcome. We just had uh, T.J. Bowen give a presentation last Thursday, a webinar on uh, a, a, probably a longer version of, of a, this topic, uh, more in-depth. Uh, great webinar. Uh, if anyone here is interested in picking that up in the archives, just go to myscrs.org, browse to the webinar archives, and it'll be right down in there. So. Dave, oncologists and clinical research coordinators struggle to package the diagnosis and recruit patients for oncology studies. There's a narrow window of opportunity to identify and screen patients for precision oncology trials, and the enrollment numbers reflect that many patients are missing their opportunity to be on a potentially life-saving therapy option. So to get started with this, let us all know why you started Deep Lens in the first place. Yeah, no, th thank you again for um, allowing this opportunity. You know, when when I started Deep Lens and then, you know, worked with my co-founders, TJ and Simon, you know, I was very, very focused on what, what I had identified just throughout my career, this, this two-sided problem. Um, and it was this challenge of really allowing every patient that comes through the doors at a community hospital or comprehensive cancer center, um, giving everyone the opportunity to, you know, get access, identified, and enrolled for one of these potential life-saving trials. And, you know, there's, there's several challenges there. And then, you know, even on the other side of the fence with the pharma sponsors, biotech sponsors, and sponsor the trials, you know, they, they've identified, and there's plenty of statistics out there where, we're, you know, missing the marks on, you know, being able to more rapidly identify those patients and get them on these trials. So, you know, I, it was really that big problem that, that I had seen through throughout my career. And then, you know, just had a goal to really look at opportunities to, in essence, provide one solution, but being able to solve the problem on, on really both sides of the fence. And that, that was really... Um, I would say the emphasis of starting the company was on that big problem. And I think, you know, we, we had a hypothesis that, you know, if we, if we started identifying patients at the point of diagnosis, which is, you know, really our foundation and heritage um, coming out of our backgrounds in, in pathology and genomics, was we believe that that would be a great opportunity to start the process to really make sure that that funnel of patients that are coming through the doors has, has that opportunity. And, you know, I think we're, we're excited that we're, we're validating and proving our hypothesis at this, at this point. And why does patient recruitment represent a major challenge for oncology trials? Yeah, that, you know, it really comes down to, 
the complexity and, and the science when we look at the new drugs that are being developed and take them through the phases of you know clinical trial enrollment. And there's there's complexities to those. And I think as you look at you know additional inclusion exclusion criteria and then even the requirements of you know when does a patient get identified um, there's so many factors um, with you know with these you know really exciting therapies that are coming to market and making their way through the pipeline um, you know it's exciting but there's also challenges and with those precision-based trials, there's there's the criteria that you have to, you know, identify at the you know at the right time to make sure that that patient gets the opportunity. And I think, you know, as we really dug into the challenges that we've known about, but you know, got got much deeper into the process, the workflows, the challenges. Um, that's really where we identify that you know. <laughs> This is not, you know, the tooling um, for sites and clinical research coordinators and navigators and all those involved in the care team. Um, I, I think that the, the opportunities and the jobs that these individuals have, it made it very, very tough, which then, you know, resulted in patients maybe not having the opportunities at these precision-based trials. And it's, it's that focus of, you know, these windows of opportunity, we talk a lot about that. And, you know, by providing a technology and supporting processes to really augment and support those individuals that work hard every day to try to identify and screen and enroll these patients, that's really where we've spent our time and energy to really focus at that, in, you know, in those challenges. And 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 before we started the interview here you and I were chatting and you yeah. mentioned viper and i was going to ask you then but i saved it for this so what does what is tell us more about viper is that an acronym what is what is that um how does how does it um automate the patient screening process yeah so so viper so viper was originally started out um as a very focused pathology digital pathology centric tool and you know what what we have done is you know really transformed to not just be a a pathology centric solution but we've transformed it into a full-blown platform and have really focused functionality and features that you know also involve the pathologists but it also involves the oncologists clinical research coordinators navigators so, you know, we started out in the foundation, which is how Viper got started um, in the pathology discipline, uh, which I think also um, has advantages into our approach um, because we start earliest at that point of diagnosis. But we, what we then expanded the capabilities um, and the feature set to really cater to all those involved from the time a patient is diagnosed all the way through all the, I'll say, um, um, attributes and exercises and activity that takes place throughout that journey of a patient um, to get successfully enrolled on a trial. And we really, 
we really dug deep there and then looked at, you know, all the different individuals and medical professionals involved in that process and, and really, you know, expanded from pathology into all those different disciplines and areas to really provide a more precise and complete mechanism um, to get these patients on these needed trials. And so you mentioned um, how, how um, as part of the, the screening process, there's a, how it uh, communicates or, or lets uh, everyone know all along the way, uh, for example, like the status of the, of the potential subject, things like that. Right. Um, so then outside of that, now there's further communication between the study team and then the sponsors and things uh, based on study level performance. So what does uh, Deep Lens do to bridge that communication gap between sites and sponsors? Yeah, this, is, this was a, a very important area for us is when you look at just the workflow that we've created both internally at the sites running the trials and then really enhancing, we'll say a centralized window um, into what's taken place through, you know, throughout that site's um, patient population, what stage are they at in their recruitment process, um, even deeper understanding both for the provider as well as even the pharma sponsor, you know, where are some of the challenging points? Um, so it's not, you know, not just a data, um, a data window that we're providing, but even in features that we're continuing to grow on, which really allows more of a communication feature. Um, so, our, you know, if sites have specific questions for the medical liaisons, if, you know, sites have questions from the actual sponsor and the study team, um, it allows those types of notifications, um, e even real time if that chooses to take place, because in the end, we're really looking at overcoming barriers, um, whether it's just knowledge of the protocol, um, but we're providing a mechanism that can really help facilitate, you know, questions and answers that may have an impact on an individual, a patient, a subject, you know, getting on that trial. So it's been really trying to pinpoint the communication hurdles that have taken place in the past, and then really providing a mechanism that enables both, you know, both parties, the sites and the pharma sponsors to enable that timely communication and also capturing information um, that can help both groups really succeed at the same goal, which is getting the patient on the trial. Yep. Um, so to, to, to close, let us all know how Deep Lens can, can help sites. Um, how can they find out more information? How do they contact you? Things like that. Absolutely, and I, mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Um, I think first and foremost, you know, the reason why we started Deep Lens and the company is, is to do the things that I talked about very early on. But, you know, for the provider sites, one of the things that is very unique about our company is, you know, we, we did not want to provide a solution, and, you know, because we are a business. We didn't want to provide a solution where we were really trying to monetize the site and to, you know, sometimes squeeze dollars out of sites that they may not have, but they need these types of solutions. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's a business model where we're, you know, we're giving them access to this high end technology and supporting processes um, that help them. 
as well as their patient population. Um, you know, and then, you know, solving the problem on the pharma side too, which, you know, is, is value to them. So I, you know, I would highly encourage anyone um, that wants to find out more information about Deep Lens as a company um, and also learn and understand how the technology, because um, we got a lot of advanced technology, but we really tie it into a really streamlined workflow, um, you know, that, that really augments things that they're doing today on both, on both sides, right? Both the pharma sponsors as well as the provider sites. And you can, you know, I encourage everyone to go to our website at www.deeplens.ai. So you can find out more information there. And then we also have a presence in the social media outlets um, with Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. We have accounts out there too. So, you know, we're trying to make it easy for folks to learn more about us, um, opportunities that we can provide. And we welcome, you know, further discussions. Um, to see how we can help. Very good. Um, thanks a lot, Dave. And the, everyone, that's deeplens.ai, D-E-E-P-L-E-N-S.ai. Speaking of websites, myscrs.org. Check that out to register for upcoming webinars and discussions by visiting our learning campus. You can also check out the SCRS Insight Journal, published quarterly for members in the members section of that website, myscrs.org. Again, Go check out the webinar archives and pull up Deep Lenses uh, webinar. That was the date of that was June 11. If you're looking through the archives, uh, great webinar. A uh, lot of good questions and and good attendance on that one. Uh, again, before we close out, uh, thanks very much, Dave, to you and Deep Lens. Welcome to the GIP program here at the Society, and we hope to see you all in person soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yep, uh, you're welcome. We appreciate everyone's participation in today's program and look forward to having you join us for more SCRS Talks in the future. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.